0: Hello, Peculiars. We're having a peculiar evening here, actually, Um, slightly different than our normal situation. And I know um, this is also a different time than we normally do. But due to unforeseen circumstances, we are missing our guests. So instead, we decided to host our very first ever official Peculiar Book Club, Ask Me Anything. And that means ask us anything, doesn't it, Davey?
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm along for the ride on this one. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I got, I'm getting, I'm getting my little two hour, uh, uh, naps in every night. So I'm, I feel like when we were talking before the show, I was like, I don't look like I have any energy, do I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but, but deep down, you know, deep, you're, yeah, I got the I got
1: the new dead energy. I'm ready new to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go.
0: Gosh. New dad energy. Doesn't sound like a type of energy. That sounds like the opposite of a type of energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, like literally I sleep for like an hour and a half, two hours at the most of the time, but I haven't crashed yet. like I That's i don't I don't even nap good. during the day. i am waiting for a crash. There will be a crash at some point.
0: A, a crash is coming. it just yeah. hasn't it just hasn't arrived. all right, I like it. <laughs> um Linda Ballinger said that she wasn't wearing her computer glasses and because I had written Stump Davy, and she's like, Who's Dewey? <laughs> Stump Dewey. Um, well, don't, don't you worry, don't you worry. I had a quiz
1: ready uh, for for our author. Um, uh, it was gonna be about embroidery. Oh. uh which are showing i can yeah I can sort of, yeah, yeah. I but can that. uh i pivoted and i have a quiz for brandy ready to go. oh
0: my god oh. <laughs> oh great
1: you're right <laughs> and nice. everybody it, it's a quiz for the whole peculiar quiz
0: family. for all of us yeah, yeah. so I, I know some people are going to be a little bit late getting here i see elizabeth Witten is here and yeah, that's right hello hello so we've got oh and she's got a question even gosh yeah, and leanne's go. got a question too uh, Linda, what can I say? I'm a librarian, I love it. Um, so I'm really, and hi, Sarika. We're, we're a little early for Sarika. Sarika's um, usually it's really, well, it's still in the middle of the night, but it's a little bit better for her. So, um, so yeah, so it's exciting to to do an AMA. We've never done one before. And the other cool thing about this is it gives us a chance for all of us to kind of talk as well. And for us to share some neat uh, things that other Peculiars are doing. We have a, a very special video that we're gonna show you mm-hmm. later. Um, I'm wearing some interesting bling that we can talk questions about if you have questions. And uh, and Davey, we you know it's we haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk about the movie podcast either. So yeah. th- I think that would be fun. Maybe this is a time for you guys to mention who else you might uh, want to see on the show. But you can basically ask us anything. There are no sacred cows in my life. Like all is well, all is open. We and I did say the open, very now. first question was, can Davy give out the name of his twins? I think I can. We
1: never, we never gave the name of my son. I don't think ever. Did we ever say his name? We always call him the Davy baby <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I think we, I think we finally did give his name at some point. Yeah. Yes, my son, my son's name is Blake, and then the twins are Emma and Bella. Emma and Bella.
0: Yes, I'm just, but you know, like you realize that at some point you're gonna have to be na- yelling all of these names at one time, like you know, Emma, Bella, Blake, Emma, Bella. You're gonna go to practice. <laughs> Just be children. Children. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Um, Mark is is joining us too, by the way. Mark has, uh, yeah, he has a lot more hair than he used to.
1: Yes, he does. Um, It's
0: it's quite long, and he can. It even fits in a ponytail, which is exciting. Mark's mixing up drinks right now. (laughs) Um, I need. I just noticed we've got a couple questions come in too, so I'm going to go click these real quick so we can get back to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear thoughts because I never get any feedback on the movies and the conversations right. we have about the movies. So I am curious what everybody thinks. And you know, we could talk book stuff first, but I'm curious what everyone thinks <laughs> about the movies. Have you had thoughts about the movies? I I have thoughts. We about just I think we it's... just did cocktail. Speaking We're of cocktail, cocktail. Kathleen,
0: Kathleen Richardson here's Mark mixing up the cocktails, which he does in our in our in our video as well. You got to be careful with the hand gestures there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Marky. Mm.
1: And the cocktail of
0: choice. We did an aviation tonight because I didn't have all the ingredients for Kat's cocktail, but her cocktail looked amazing.
1: We'll show you announcements. It's coming up. Yeah,
0: we got that. Oh, there's another question. Oh, okay. Let's see. We got... Oh, this is going to be cool. Oh, you guys are asking good stuff already. Oh, this is exciting. Mark, you know you guys can ask questions of Lady Paws as well, since he's here. He yeah, can't he... hear you, which is what's really funny, because <laughs> he doesn't have any earphones in.
1: <laughs> but he can see the questions. He can, he can jump in.
0: He can um, if he's favorite his favorite podcast, back. this is a that's this, Marky.
1: I want to know your favorite podcast because uh, frankly, I'm getting bored with my like list of podcasts. Mm. like, I've hit a stretch where I'm just like, Sigh. it's the same conversations over and over again. And
0: Yeah, it, it kind of does hit that now. So, um, you know, I I'm also interested in what your guys favorite podcast I've been on a bunch lately. I was just on a podcast called the killer women podcast um for my mystery novel there's a bunch more mystery and true crime things out there than i realized endless, endless.
1: bottomless of true crime. yeah
0: <laughs> so um so that was fun and i you know i'd be interested to hear what you guys are listening to what about you davy what do you what do you normally listen what are you getting tired yeah. of?
1: yeah so what i don't get tired of so uh i'm a giant star wars nerd and if you want the the best two star wars podcasts out there right now one is called force center and it it inspired the way me and Darren talk about movies. Oh, so uh, they dive really deep into themes, and they go really detailed, like whether it's the the movies or the animated shows or everything that Star Wars is doing. So, I just love the way that they talk about themes, and they they uh the other one is uh, they uh, you know Star Wars fans can get a little curmudgeonly, and they have this <laughs> they motto can. of engage with the story presented. So, you know, put your headcanon aside, what you wanted to see. Let's engage with the story presented and, and go about those themes. So when you, me and Darren have been doing kind of, when we used to do meh movies when we used to do bad movies. And now, <laughs> bad movie. now we're doing, you know, all sorts of movies. But that's such a great idea of engaging with the story presented and then really diving into the theme. So if you want a great Star Wars podcast, Force Center uh, is what I recommend. What else do I listen to? I listen to wrestling podcasts. I listen to... Wrestling podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> I listen to Mark Maron. I listen to WTF Mark Maron's podcast. Um, if you're a big,
0: I'm sorry. A I'm, big, trying, no. I'm trying to give Mark the link to our our stream yard tonight, and I'm having trouble. How do we pull this up? Oh,
1: the YouTube start? Yeah, we can send him the YouTube link. Okay. Oh, does he want to join the show? Like, does he want to?
0: He wants to get the show so he can also add comments and stuff. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, we'll send him the link. Um,
0: um, but I can't figure out how to do say,
1: it. Uh, if you're a big Saturday Night Live fan, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're a big SNL nerd. Um, there's a podcast called fly on the wall hosted by, uh, David Spade and Dana Carvey. Oh, and it is really great inside baseball on Saturday night live.
0: Oh, that sounds yeah. so funny. Yeah. Mm. All right. I've got a couple of recommendations. Abigail, uh, suggested no such thing as a fish. Now I almost ended up on that show. Um, but didn't, uh, for my last book, cause there's a lot of vetting that goes on. So I was like, you know, I got, got close, but it, I didn't quite make it. Um, what, what's this Leanne? My father wrote a porno. Is that a podcast podcast today?
1: Sounds like that sounds exactly like a podcast. Sounds Exactly
0: like a podcast. Yeah. Um, let's see the history of English podcast, Kevin Stroud. So yes, I do know that one. Um, that's a fun one. Amanda, you've got a whole bunch here. You asked to look at you maintenance phase. Conspirit, conspirituality. Oh my. If books could kill hidden brains, scam fluencers. <laughs> you're wrong about i I know that one
1: i have hidden brain i just i got bored of it
0: i think i was on book riot recently maybe i kind of forget
1: i I do um who's the the guy who was on our
0: show um dan Uh, oh uh, dan leave it that him or 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 no dan snow dan snow
1: yeah dan snow a history hit i have his up but i i I used to listen to him and then i again i kind of like i don't know
0: stuff yeah it it, it, you know things stuff the british stole (laughs) that sounds great sawbones i know that one you're definitely gonna go back through
1: this chat after the show's over yeah right um let's
0: see chloe says i don't really listen to podcasts but you're dead to me with greg jenner is great yes greg jenner is really a cool guy actually um and it's a comedian and a historian so yeah it's gonna that's always gonna go well isn't it it's whoa there's a lot of comments. All right, Davey, you might have to help me out here. I just uh, flipped forward now. I'm having trouble finding. There we go. All right, Chloe Rogers. Uh, that was now. Oh, Mark can hear now. He can hear now. So now he knows what we're saying about him. Gai. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Oh, there was the my dad word of porno. Never gets boring. Is what Abigail said. But maybe don't listen with your babies. <laughs>
1: it's okay. They can't. They don't know quite a grasp with the language yet. So I think right. we're okay.
0: Oh, uh all the books talked about my book. Really? On release day? Oh, how sweet. That's nice. that's pretty cool. Nice. I'm so glad. Um yeah, Book Riot does have several podcasts. I don't remember which one I was on or how I was on. I was on a lot of podcasts recently. And um my PA, I have a PA named Stephanie who does some of our peculiar book club um stuff too. And she's very good about collecting all that. So I will have, I have there's things I haven't actually heard myself do. Uh I mean I did them, but but I haven't heard myself do them. So yeah. There's,
1: the, of course, the Medical Humanities podcast. which Oh, right. Arts, right, 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 Which
0: And Davy edits.
1: <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I do, if, if people are interested, I do one for work called Bending the Arc. It's about mixed income communities and like the really? work people are doing uh, through the social work school at Case Western Reserve University. Uh, the work people are doing uh, to make those communities happen and make those communities work. And the, the guy who hosts it is really great and energetic, Mark Joseph. And uh, hmm.
0: it's
1: That's a very funny. niche subject, though. I know. So
0: well, but it, good good. And, and, I love social justice stuff. Um, so Elizabeth, I'm going to start at the top here before I get too lost here. Uh, she says, "I'd really like to know how you published your first book from the idea, of pitching, to finding a publisher." Okay, guys. First of all, someone asked me. They said, "What does it take to be an author?" And Lady Paws can attest that. And I said, um, "Bad judgment. Uh, <laughs> it's not a smart way to make a living." But how I first did this is I I I wrote a lot. I wrote articles, I wrote essays, I had a blog that was kind of a medical humanities blog. I reviewed books. I still do. I review a ton of books. In fact, one of mine just came out today for a book I'm thinking about having on the show next year um, called Why We Remember, which is really interesting. And it's funny, you review books and authors get to know you and editors get to know you. And I got uh, I had written a review about someone's book on um, all natural death and dying right so like no chemicals you know green burial that kind of thing but I had turned it into an essay so it was a book review but it was also kind of a broader essay about how we die now and one day I was I got a phone call while I was at work and it was um an acquisitions editor for it wasn't Harper Collins I forget who it was uh at the time and they said hey have you ever thought about writing a book about this subject and I hadn't but I was like Yes, I have thought about it all the time. And I hung up the phone and I had been reviewing books for other people. So I called an author I knew, which was Riley Black, who's been on the show. And I said, Riley, I don't have an agent, but I told them I did. What do I do? And Riley said, "Uh, let me call my agent. So I then had to work up a pitch proposal, which I'm always happy to share. By the way, I've shared my proposals with everybody, I'm completely happy to share those if you ever want to see what one looks like when you're putting a nonfiction book together. And that's, um, and then I wrote a book. And it sold really, really poorly. It only uh, was published in the UK at first, and it didn't do well. And I was really, really down about it. And then uh, Lance Parkin, Sorry, that was my email making that noise. Uh, Lance Parkin, uh, he, I met him and he was like, you know, I think maybe you just need a better agent. You need a, a bigger agent. So he helped me find another agent. So it was authors helping other authors to find agents because we all knew each other. And she then sold it in the U.S. And that became... Um, yeah, right. Like-
1: the shed, yeah mark's physical form left but his astral but form his is still there yeah
0: projection is still there charming disaster would love that
1: <laughs> for the uh for the podcast listeners brandy camera's freaking out
0: <laughs> yeah and i don't know why but you're back and it stopped doing it i don't know that was weird and now it, is it still doing it some kind of, no, i think you're okay some kind of autofocus something happened thing. all right I mean. um so yeah so it's it's uh it really is about people helping people and, and i have kept this model so now i'm an editor for a, a journal and i've kept this model and i tell everybody like writing shouldn't be a loan in your ivory tower kind of thing we are a community and you can lift all the boats and so if you if you want to write a book and you're feeling kind of lonesome go make some author friends you'd be surprised most of us are really keen to help other people because someone did it for us so that's my my answer to that one Davey, are you keeping track of the live feed? Because I'm over here on the start. yeah, one. I am. Okay.
1: I, I started a few questions coming up, so okay, just keep good. going with the start. All right. I do want um, to say, uh, Ryan said hi, gang, and then he said, "I pretty much listen to just listen to 60 songs that explain the 90s." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, like I, I think even cursory
0: thought, I can. Mm-hmm.
1: I oh. am. I am stuck in the 60s and 70s when it comes to music a lot.
0: You know, I was a big Grunge fan. Not surprising, (laughs) probably. Not surprising. Though I love Pink Floyd. Also not surprising. Um, This isn't a question, but Bonnie said she got her copy of Framed Women. A couple of you have said um, you're reading it. Sadie finished it already, I think. Kathleen says she's binge reading it. I'm so glad. (laughs) Did you do a book launch recently here? I did. So, um, (laughs) well, uh, so James Renner... (laughs) Uh, it was a, a true crime podcast host was going to be my interlocutor, and the day of, he contacted me to be like, "Hi, hello, hi, what's the matter?" Come okay, <laughs> come back. <laughs> um, he's dancing, you guys, and you can't even see it. Lady paws can really dance. He's got hips that, so... anyway. Um, James Renner called me the day of and said, "Hi, I fell and broke my leg so badly I need surgery and can't do it, so." I called Lance Parkin and was like, how fast can you read? So Lance like binge reads my book and then we go to have the event, but that's okay. Nobody asked any questions about the book. They all wanted to know what it was like to be autistic. (laughs) So I was like, oh, that's how this is going to go. So I talked a lot about myself, which is exactly what every autistic person loves is to talk about being autistic in front of a live public audience. Uh, Otherwise it went well. (laughs) We sold books. I guess that's good.
1: I'm reading some of the some of the recent comments here. I Linda said that was my Saturday. Linda, did you read her entire book in one Saturday? One
0: Saturday, <laughs> oh
1: my God, boggles my mind how fast Do you I'm want me the reading.
0: For it does go quickly. It is a fast read, I will say. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be anyway. Though I have gotten, I have gotten some some complaints um, that, that several people said that they thought it took too long to get going because you you kind of meet people and then. And then there's a dead body. Um, so I fixed it in my sequel. I'm writing the sequel. I'm just finishing it right now because um, that I owed it last two weeks ago. And I was like, all right, we're killing people really soon in this one. So we're going <laughs> to dead bodies really fast. That's, that's how we fix that.
1: <laughs> there's a reason every CSI, Law and Order, whatever, whatever ser- serialized show, the, the dead bodies there in the first scene.
0: Well, they can do that thing where it's like, you see it happen because my book is through the perspective yeah. of the people. So I kind of can't do that because of how it's written. But if you had third person omniscient, I, you know you could do the, and there lies the body. But I didn't do that. So, yeah. It's okay. I
1: wouldn't mind teasing. You know, maybe that's your signature style. Maybe you just tease out the death. you just, have like a bunch of near falls, you know, close <laughs> calls until it finally happens? Finally, they die.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Sirika says, how does it feel to have published a murder mystery on top of your nonfiction books? Is it totally doing different book? Oh my God. Yeah. You guys, this is not the same game at all. Um, for one thing, granted, I did not have a great relationship with Simon and Schuster and I kind of divorced them. Um, maybe we want to cut that out of the show. (laughs) No, it's live. Oh, well. Uh, but, but we I had a frustrating experience with them. But for my nonfiction, I felt like a lot of the onus was put on me to do a lot of that work. Ah, uh, for my fiction, these people are all over this. <laughs> like they, they're so on top of it, and they've really been pushing it really well. And I'm just like surprised at how supportive they have been. I don't know that that's everybody's experience, but they've been really good. I'm with HarperCollins imprint for mystery, which is called Hanover Hanover Square, I think. And um, it is very different. It's also very different writing because I can write fiction a lot faster, but I have to write it longhand because for some reason, when I sit at a computer, my brain goes nonfiction and i can't i don't have good fiction brains. so um so i write so it goes faster except also slower because i'm handwriting and then i have to type it uh but yeah the book publication part is nuts um it's so much more oriented toward the reader it's like podcasts and and people's blogs and all that kind of thing whereas when it's nonfiction it's like are you getting reviewed in the new york times are you getting re- it's it's a much more um it's like prestige press kind of thing where this feels very grassroots. And I actually like that better because it's just me hanging out with all you guys kind of. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do that. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> so it's I'm, much better.
1: I'm going to jump to some of the recent comments and get them in there before we go to the next question. Right. Uh, Abigail said, uh, I got to go to the mooter for the first time and got Frame Woman in the same week. It was a big pickup. <laughs> me in February. You
0: won. Um, you won February. <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's see. Uh, Linda said, couldn't put it down. I like the slow buildup. Oh, good. Good. I don't know if Ryan's comment is too much of a spoiler. I'm going to risk it. He said, I was expecting the supernatural.
0: I thought the painting didn't actually exist. We play with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's supposed to be gothic in nature. So when you read it, you have to have this kind of like, ooh, hmm, hmm, kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Sarika said, framed women is such a great escape and so funny. It's such a relief to escape what I have (laughs) to read this month even though i usually love that too so, i feel kathleen, that way writing it and kathleen said i started it when it arrived then had to put it down and it is now it is glued to my hand <laughs> reading it under an orange blanket Aww. that's a fun question what's everybody's reading setup like oh, what yeah. do you ooh.
0: Mm, i'm a cozy i'm a, I'm a next away. kind of person with like blankets and wraps and i just want to be a head floating in fabric and like <laughs> that's my I,
1: I only get to read I only really get to like read read on vacation and I, mm-hmm. I wake up before everybody else in the house we're in Maine and the sun comes up at like 5 a.m and I go build a fire in the fireplace grab a bowl of cereal and then I get like an hour of reading before other people nice. start to wake up.
0: that sounds really nice I love fireplace time mm-hmm.
1: fireplace and reading go
0: together that's that's a perfect combo yeah you do Leanne says uh how many book authors reach out to you asking to be featured a surprising number, actually. So as you know, we are already booked up for this year. And uh, it's unfortunate because it means we, we can't really reschedule people um, because there's not room. And so that we already have six people who have contacted me for 2025, <laughs> our sixth season. And I'm holding them back because in a couple in in a, a couple months I'm going to be sending out a call with a form that you guys can fill out so that peculiar's can recommend you you do this to you do this for me anyway but I wanted it in a place so that I don't lose them and I know actually what because what happens is usually later I'm like oh shoot wasn't there a thing so we're gonna do it formally this time and um, so I've been trying to put people off a little bit what we've done instead is added more podcasts so i have taken some authors who were launching right now and really wanted to be on the show glitter and concrete was the most recent one and i've agreed to put them on the audio podcast which is not quite as much fun but it's still um really i mean it's just as much fun but it's not as doesn't have the music and the it doesn't have davy you know it's not quite as cool but um but it's a great way to kind of take the pressure off because I'm trying not to have so many shows that Davy and I don't have other jobs and (laughs) lives and children um, to take care of. So yeah, it's been a lot. Um, And the other thing too is I review for the Wall Street Journal. So I just did one called Naked Neanderthal. You can read my review if you like. It's a really interesting concept. um, I want to give it away, but it's, it's a very good book. And his agent called me like shortly after the review came out was like, we know you do the book club. (laughs) I was like, just hang on a minute. So, but it's good. It's a good kind of problem to have.
1: Yeah, it's, it's shocking how quickly we fill up. I know this thing gets going. Uh, Amanda said, I read in my library, of course, also in bed and sometimes in my living room, which also has a wall of books. And uh Ryan said, Yep, fireplace, long drives, or on, on vacation. Yeah, long drives. Yeah, when you're when you get out of the driver, I, I don't usually get many breaks from the driver's seat, but when you do, it's nice to pick up the book. And uh let's be let's be honest, there, there's one more place we probably all read that we're not talking about. <laughs> it's the bathroom.
0: You know what? Yeah, Dark Matter is the perfect book for that. I mean, yeah. we we were all about the poo in that one. Yeah, i'm friends with the northeast ohio sewer district you guys know this right like they're oh, they're great, friends of mine. great follow, yeah, yeah. they're great and um they send me stickers and they're just really cool and they have the best twitter feed and they're on blue sky as well and for like for instance they ran their own commercials during the super bowl about like you know i was like this is how many wings that you will eat and this is how much pizza and this is how much beer you'll consume we're hiring <laughs> It's like, oh <laughs> so it's it, yeah. Um I'm all about the dark matter. Let's see, where are we, Davy? Gosh, there's been a lot of stuff. I'm still trying yeah. to try.
1: we're, I think we I think we've hit all the questions so far. We we're, we're gonna need some more. Mm. I know I know you wanted to ask Brandy all those publishing questions, but remember this is ask us anything anything. Uh Bonnie's Bonnie's reading spot on Sundays. I like to curl up on the couch under the lamp with my cats. That's of course, that sounds nice. Malpropug nice. And a good book.
0: I like that, Bonnie. That sounds very good. I'll tell you what. I don't read as much as I used to because I read. Sorry. I read way more than I used to, but I don't get to do it for fun that often. So. That <laughs> art in America. Ah. <laughs> on the toilet.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: oh. Oh. There we go. I, oh, see, we're hitting at the same time. Sorry. Uh, Leanne says, who is Deborah Blum and why is she important to PBC? That's a great question because some of you are new. She is the one who wrote Poisoner's Handbook. And Poisoner's Handbook is what has inspired many charming disaster songs and also inspired me because, believe it or not, I never ended up writing a book on forensics yet. Um, yet. Yet. But, whoops, that was my phone. Man
1: down. Man down. <laughs>
0: Didn't break. We're fine. Okay. Um, uh, uh, words. Oh, but I was reading a lot of forensic information and she wrote Poisoner's Handbook, which is just like, it's just really nicely done. And so when I first wrote my my own first nonfiction, which was nothing like the Poisoner's Handbook, but I really she, she uh, directs the night uh, program at MIT for um, journalistic writing, and I just was like, "Wow, this is the way to write a book and make it interesting." And because it could have just been a literally a litany of like, "Here's a thing, and here's a thing, and here," but she makes it into this incredible. You feel like you're reading a mystery novel, and I thought, "Oh, that's the way to do nonfiction." So, I, for me personally, I feel like she was a big part of how I learned how to switch from academic writing to to writing for the public, so that it was you know interesting, <laughs> not boring. <laughs>
1: You, you've been on quite a journey getting yourself out of academia.
0: Oh my god, it's been so hard. Like I've, it's crazy. You guys, I was like trapped in. I left it twice, three times technically. But I'm free this time.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth's got some good questions in here. Okay, uh, all
0: right, let's see. it. going into your path
1: a little bit. What was your PhD thesis on?
0: Oh, so see. <laughs> I'm a medical humanities person, and I run the medical humanities journal. And that is an intersection of humanities and health, which is interested in things like um, social justice, and you know, like how do all of these things fit together for accessibility, and how does that work historically? Because I'm a historian as well. But there is no, there was no um, department for that. So I ended up in an. Eng- I could have picked English or history. So I ended up in the English department because because you could teach classes and make a better stipend, and I was poor. So uh, so I did that. But I ended up in the English department, and I wrote my thesis on – it was called The Alphabet of Sense. You can actually find it online. And it was a look at – in the 18th century, there were women who wanted to educate other women because men didn't want women to be educated because they thought their ovaries would dry up or something if their brains learned too much. They actually thought that. Like, doctors thought that. And there were women like, okay, this sucks. We need to figure out how to support one another. And so this is before feminism, right? But they called themselves female advocates. And so I was interested in how women's minds and women's bodies sort of work together because they were trying to separate um, epistemologically, right? They were like saying, look, yes, I have babies so that doesn't affect my brain. And all the men were like, Oh, come on. <laughs> so it was it was a really interesting time about women supporting women. And it was a look at history and health and pregnancy and reproduction and education. And I got about three quarters of the way through it. And I met with my advisor, my advisor was like, So this is an English department. I was like, Yeah. And he's like, there's no actual books in here. <laughs> like there's no novels. And I was like, Okay, so my PhD thesis is like this history of social justice and inter- and then some books <laughs> at the end. Being like, and here's some books about that. So that's that's my PhD thesis.
1: <laughs> so Elizabeth uh, chimed in with, I have an MA in anthropology and wrote about history of sex testing of athletes. Wait, if you don't jump to the next line, that's a different different uh, thesis there.
0: Oh, right, yeah, different. But, yeah. Sex testing of athletes as opposed to history of sex. one's longer than the other (laughs)
1: uh and then she also asked uh who's an author from the past dead you'd love to have on the
0: book club oh my gosh um hmm well douglas adams i would have loved to have had douglas adams on the book club and douglas adams knew neil gaiman and knew stephen gallagher stephen gallagher who's been on the book club Neil Gaiman, who keeps eluding me, but we're going to get him on here one of these days. Uh, And uh, I encountered Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at a vulnerable time in my life when it was very important for me to laugh. So I think it would be interesting to have him on. That would be one. Tolkien would probably be pretty interesting. Dude. We do not have a long enough show. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've, a sentence is like, that's my brother's favorite author is Tolkien. And uh, and I don't disagree with him. But I mean, yeah, like, you know, you'd have to have a five-hour slot or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just to ask him a question about the ends would take hours, you know?
1: Oh, that's, that's a good question. I trying to think of all the books i've read in life i think most of the books are authors that are still alive so i don't I don't know yeah
0: well um amanda said ray bradbury that would be that would be an interesting one too
1: mary shelley's oh. mary
0: shelley's come mary up many few times on the show mary shelley would be very interesting Hmm. Mm-hmm. oh this is a good one hey davy since we're hearing about brandy's phd how did you end up in your job you have that to mention a, comedy you need to that, that mention is a good comedy. question yes uh so
1: i went to college completely aimless I had six different majors throughout my time at Ohio State. I did business, sociology, history, English, back to business, and then finally settled on video production, which is like a total, like at Ohio State, it was called a a personalized study plan, which is basically make your own major. Um, So uh, I kind of spent a lot of my time at Ohio State doing different video projects. We did a sitcom for the student (gasps) tv station called college K, oh my god um, where we would change the premise of the show every season so like one time it was very friends-esque one time it was very seinfeld-esque one time it was like a workplace comedy uh so i got some experience there and then uh i stumbled (laughs) into a job here in cleveland there was a there was a a very famous radio sports radio guy named les levine and he had a, a tv show a nightly tv show on time warner cable here in cleveland and he had, had in an accident had had double knee surgery, both his knees. Um, yeah, it was really bad. And uh, he was getting healthy, and he wanted to do a show again, but he couldn't drive. I had just gotten back from college, and uh, I'll say through the through the Jewish mother's connection, you know, network, someone was like, "Well, Davey needs some work, and would you want to drive him to his shows every night?" I was like, "I just got back from college. I need a real job. I don't. I no. I can't." And then I was like, you know what? I need some money. Yeah, I'll do it. So the first night, we're driving down there. And he knew my dad from back in the day. And I was talking to him about my experience where I stayed. We get there. And my future boss was like, do you want to help out on the show? And I was like, yeah, sure. I can help out on the yeah. show. Like, do, can you answer phones? It's a live call-in show. Sure, I answered phones for two nights. And the third night, he's like, can you run camera? And I was like, yeah, of course I can run camera. I never touched anything in <laughs> my life this camera. And I was like, yeah, of course. Ten minutes out there, I figured it out. And, uh, then I ended up working there and then I ended up getting a full-time job with that company and working in video production and eventually was able to jump ship there and move over to Case Western Reserve University, um, through some connections. And now I do all sorts of video projects for the university. So um, I'd say most of the stuff you see coming out, marketing stuff, podcasting stuff, uh, online education, live events from Case Western Reserve University comes from our department. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah produced all my videos for the museum which is how we met
1: so i found out i found out the night i showed up with Les levine yeah there was another girl there who was supposed to be answering phones and about 20 minutes before i showed up with Les, uh my boss got just absolutely fed up. he couldn't take her anymore it was done it was over and he fired her and sent her home (gasps) oh my god and that's why he needed someone to answer phones that night so if she doesn't get fired he may never ask me to help on the show
0: and, and we might not have met, which would be yeah. a tragedy, a great tragedy. Yeah. Oh, um, butterfly effect. Who knows? Yeah. So, and and Davey, like Davey used to do my videos and various things and he was great. And so when I, I started doing things for BMJ, the for the journal, their podcast services, such as they were, sucked. And I was like, can I please have Davey do my stuff? Like, this is ridiculous. And they said, yes. And so Davey does those. And then when I decided to start the book club, I was like so davy <laughs> how do you feel about producing a show and that's how we met all of you yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: also just love podcasting like i so uh some of you know i also do a baseball podcast uh that i host locally here in cleveland it's called uh uh geez i'm blanking on the name uh, Cle- uh cleveland baseball mornings yeah. um you forgot and, the name of your for uh, a while since i've done it um so it's been a it's been a weird off season. Um, so yeah, Cleveland Baseball Morning. So if you want to hear me like in my element, like really driving into a topic, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get I get super serious about baseball. And, but I I love doing this, and I if I could find a way. To do this professionally, if we, if I can make this a reality, like this is where I'd want my career to go somehow. Uh, right. Being on the mic, diving deep into themes yeah, of things. Yeah.
0: But, well, you're a lot I mean, cooler than Joe Rogan, I just want to say. Well, thank you. I uh, if we could that. just have some of his money. So Darwin is yeah. is in here yowling at us because he's trying to get our attention. So I'm going to send Mark off to go collect yeah. him because he's, he's like, you're talking to somebody and it's not me and I don't understand. Yeah. And Wallace has been in all day because it's been raining. So Wallace was. Wallace has been in all day, and he came in this morning soaking wet. So, so as you know, Wallace is the not feral cat anymore. I can't imagine that.
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah, adopting, bringing that cat in from the cold. Look at you.
0: You know, this happens. I once tamed an actual raccoon. It it happens. Um, Amanda says, "Were you in an in real life book club before Peculiar Book Club? If yes, what did you like and dislike about it?" I was not in an in real life book club. Nope. no. And I had reasons because um, I read books and I want to talk about them. And I don't think that's why most people go to podcast or go to book clubs. But the other reason I didn't like book clubs is I, 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 try, I actually had one and they asked me and I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then they sent me their list of books. And I have nothing against like, you know, there's, I I like fiction. I like a lot of stuff, but all the books were like the same kind of. It was like a whole season of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. It was like every book was like that. And I was I so I was asked. I was like, Hey, have you ever thought about reading nonfiction? And you never been booed out of a room faster in your life. Like that is just not. So it's been really hard to find nonfiction book clubs. Honestly, I don't know of any other ones besides ours. That is like str- strictly speaking. I mean, we do we do mystery fiction too. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, but um because I do (laughs) Uh, but uh but honestly it it was yeah it was like who I don't know why that isn't a thing I don't I you guys are awesome you guys always have great questions you're always interested you always suggest several of you have sent me messages on Facebook like have you thought about this author and I'm like hold 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 on (laughs) I'm gonna ask you for real in a couple months but honestly since we're at that point anyway um do you guys have people that you would like to see? That's something you could uh, you could just post like who you would like, you know, dream people being on the show. But I also want to get to talk to Davy about the movies because if you guys haven't tuned in you have to understand. I am autistic, you all know this. I struggle to watch movies. I don't watch the movies Davey talks about. I just listen to the podcast <laughs> and it's better than watching movies. <laughs> so
1: it's there funny. we go. <laughs> Yeah, I we me and Darren have so much fun doing that and talking about the movies, and we try we try really hard to connect them back to the book. This one cocktail, mm-hmm. we like admitted we're like, no, there's <laughs> his book, Camper's book was way too encyclo- encyclopedic to like, yeah, yeah. Do we really have that. any themes in it? Yeah, so yeah, there
0: wasn't like a twisted love triangle. Yeah, there. Or... <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, we really do try hard to connect the themes back for you. But yeah, I I don't know why my love of I, I grew. I just grew up uh, like just digesting movies. So many movies, and like I, I grew up at the right time where like you had all the '80s movies. You could dig back and find the '70s stuff and older stuff, and it, there was new crazy stuff coming out in the '90s. I feel like it was a real sweet spot for, for a kid time. growing up in movies. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, Die Hard Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a Christmas <laughs> movie. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about that, like. That uh, that epic adventure of movies and like the places movies can take you, and just the it's it's so much fun to get sucked into that world. And I guess I I was a person that didn't have time to sit down for an entire Saturday and read a book. I didn't, and so uh, I, I I tore through books when I was a kid. Like I, yeah. I, but that was like you know you're talking like goosebumps and young adult reader books. I'm the, oh man, at like at like ten years old, I was tearing through books, and well, then you just you reach a point looking. in life
0: where. The uh, John Belair books, which were the predecessor, because you're younger than me, Davey, <laughs> the <laughs> predecessor, the 1960s, 1970s version of Goosebump books or Goosebump books was uh, John Belair. And they were illustrated by Edward Gorey, which was super fun. I have the whole set right there. I'm looking yeah. at them.
1: I know you wanted to talk movies, but that'd be a fun conversation. What did you read as a kid?
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: What did you yeah. read as a kid? Um, uh, my Hardy favorite
0: book as a kid was... Uh, a distant mirror by Barbara Tuckman about plague in the 14th century.
1: That's that is the most brandy answer you <laughs> possibly get.
0: Uh, Amanda Johnson says uh, that's why she created her own book club. She says I refuse to pick popular books. People keep coming back because I pick books they'd never pick up on their own. Exactly right. Like we we read exploding teeth, and I don't know that I have naturally read ex- about exploding teeth, but. It happened here. <laughs> so I so
1: I'm curious if, if have you been listening to the, the movie podcast? Do you and do you like the way me and Darren are breaking down the movies? Do you do you have any thoughts about the movies? Um yeah, I'm really curious. I'm I'm curious what your what your side of it is and the listening side of it is.
0: Yeah, that would oh look what we have here, oh. you guys. It wouldn't be a complete podcast or video without a little Darwin time. Yeah. We don't have we don't have Wallace in here, but honestly, they look so much the same. <laughs> you would never know. You know it when you pet them because I, he's a noodle and Wallace is shaped like a football.
1: Uh, the cat works much better as the show pet. You know, Kenobi coming down here would not would not be a we're calm not, not situation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Darwin actually really. enjoy. He, he doesn't know who I'm talking to. So he always like he when I do podcasts, he always like sort of pops up and like, hey, who what, what, what are they doing? <laughs>
1: You know, we do have uh, some some stuff we got to get to. We we probably should do our announcements and our. And yeah. our- oh, yeah. yeah. We, we got some music, too. We do. <laughs>
0: we should do that. There's a quiz. Mm. <sighs> right. OK. Um, Announcements. <clears throat> you should join us for the live chat. You guys are totally doing a good job since we forgot to tell you to do a good job. But you are. So that's that's good that they're doing a good job. Yes, they're doing a great job. And um, you should also subscribe to YouTube. I, I usually put I put that little bar up at the top so you guys know that we're everywhere, right? Like those, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. <clears throat> you can find us everywhere. Peculiar newsletter. Please sign up if you're not already. Most of you probably are, but it's good. And I try to be cute and smart. Also, it took me forever to figure out how to authenticate my DNS server because Google changed all the rules, and I did it. And I feel like you need to sign up to congratulate me for the fact that I figured that out. All right. Uh, Yeah, join the private – yeah, most of you are in the private uh, Facebook group. Uh, We still have Discord kind of preaching to the choir here aren't we i'm kind of yeah you guys do some stuff uh join the vip i think all of you are vips there's, <laughs> there's the drink that's there's what they were waiting for okay so the name you guys picked i can't pronounce what is this Epistemon? Epistemon? the moms epistamons delight yes but it's beautiful and blue and um i also love the picture uh you know cat lives in canada so she found snow we don't have any at the moment in cleveland but um we We've not try. had enough snow. Know. It's just not good. We went skiing once, one time. That was it. That was that was all there was. It was very sad. I did get my
1: son out on the sled. We did go sled riding. So <laughs> I got that in.
0: I yeah, I mean on the bright side, I will say I don't think Wallace necessarily misses the uh the snow. But um, but yes, I think it's time for us to have a little. Oh, Musical. Oh, yeah. oh Sorry. sorry we got we got right. Sorry.
1: yeah. So for Unscientific America oh. next month, we're going to do the movie Don't Look Up. Uh we debated <laughs> a few different movies that had conspiracies in them, but Darren really wanted to do this one because it, you know, it ties so much into the scientific oh, side of what? conspiracy theories. So, um so, yeah, so that, should, uh, that episode should come out March 21st. And uh, that's a Netflix movie. So hopefully that's easily accessible to everybody. We also try to do that. Uh, I try not to make it too hard for you to find the movie. Um, so uh, hopefully this one is accessible to a lot of people.
0: Well, and this book is interesting because this is an older book, um, which is another thing that I think is fun about a book club. You don't have to read brand new books. This is an older book. And I thought it'd be interesting to read a book that was written a while back that predicted some shit that's happening now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good context no that's good yeah I, I i i'm not wrong there's no audiobook for that one right
0: <clears throat> i don't think there is no
1: okay okay sadly
0: that's
1: okay i'm still so, so, anyway. don't look up we'll keep rolling with the movies I like cocktail it. was fun cocktail was so much fun. i'm glad i waited to have the conversation with darren because he was having trouble getting the movie to play on his computer oh, okay. and it became a whole thing and i was like no no, no i really want to wait to have this conversation about like the 80s toxic 80s male
0: Oh God! Yeah, which
1: I don't think that movie realized it was telling, but it was. No, totally I'm sure it didn't.
0: Really, like nobody yeah. knows that they're telling their own story when they're telling. Yeah. it. It's kind of like, Haha. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a good conversation we had. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I also just want to say we, we're about to have some music, and this is a music from a peculiar, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. Um, before we do that, I forgot to say. So this this lovely little. Um, let's see if I can get a little closer to you. <laughs> lovely little sparkly octopus. This was a gift from Lindsay Fitzherr, so I wore this partly tonight because I know she's dealing with some stuff. Um, we can talk about this in a little bit too, but if you've ever watched the movie, the, the television show Queens of Mystery, this might look familiar. Onward to some radical music by one of our very own Peculiars, Davy. Take it away. Hi, this is Leanne. I'm your Facebook moderator for the group page for the Peculiar Book Club. And when I heard that this is going to be an open, more flexible whoops, I just dropped something. Now you have to figure out what I dropped. Here's a clue. As a tribute to Charming Disaster and how much I appreciate their music, I would like on my musical saw, which needs some rust removal, to play the Peculiar Books Club theme song. And I'm playing it in the key that it was written in or performed in Play every note. There you go. We love you, charming disaster.
1: That is <laughs> wild.
0: <laughs> awesome none of you have written i know you guys are typing comments they haven't appeared yet i'm waiting for them was that not amazing like she's told me she played the musical saw that's not what i thought a musical saw sounded like i was so much more impressed than i thought i was gonna be
1: so the opposite like I, i've clearly heard that sound before but i never put the visual to it i've never seen someone actually playing the saw and so that was yeah
0: She said it didn't even sound like the song when i played no i i understood i knew it did i did we it. heard
1: it a little bit yeah
0: I love, love, love singing. So it's just, I was so impressed. I mean, like it, there's so much more movement to I was like, this is like a whole thing, a whole, it's like a workout that you're doing to play this song.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Thank you for sending that in, Leanne. That was very cool.
0: Yeah. And we had, a, a, I think some, some photographs and some other things um, we can put in the chat, I believe. Um, oh,
1: I, I I pulled them up there.
0: Oh, you did. Okay. Yep. Oh, she is, she is playing
1: and performing. Yeah,
0: it's lovely. Oh, there we go. It's just so interesting. And it's a very sp- Oh, she, she also had, I think, pictures of the the case, which is super fun. Like side show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side show. There's the case. There's the case. The singing saw case.
1: That case <laughs> has seen some things.
0: That case has seen some, some stuff.
1: That is a I traveling musician right there. I
0: know. I love it so much. Ryan says we have friends and relatives who play the saw. So cool. So cool. I'm deeply deeply moved and impressed it was awesome I, did
1: see, I just thought i just i was recording a band for this like concert series in cleveland one time and they they had a woman up there that was trying to play the washboard but <gasps> she was like not not in sync with the rest of the band at all and i was like oh my i i felt like somebody's wife really wanted to be in the band and they're like here try this and <laughs> she was just like on her own doing her own thing while the rest of the you guys started.
0: remember the weird, like they were gophers or something. It was a Jim Henson thing. And there was a washboard, wash tub band or something. There were There's like a lot gofers.
1: of, yeah.
0: I mean, the Muppets I probably it was an acid trip or some kind of weird dream that I had. Well, I never had acid, but you know, um, but then I actually saw a clip of it recently and I was like, that's a real thing. <laughs> Jugheads something, ba- wash tub band. I don't know, but they're gophers. Or something?
1: Oh yeah, Emmett Otter's Jug Band.
0: Otter, oh, yeah, Emmett Otter's Jug Band. Yeah, yeah there you go. crazy. I but I literally thought I imagined that for a good portion of my life until I saw the clip. Don't Otter, think yeah, Bonnie got there.
1: Something about their Christmas. Didn't we talk about this once that their Christmas special is like one of the best Christmas specials of all time?
0: Did we? I don't know. I feel like that came I, up I in the chat one it. time. You were played on Doctor Demento. You guys. You guys have so many hidden talents. I feel like we ought to be asking you anything. (laughs) Actually, your questions have been super tame. I've been very impressed. Like, I thought you were going to ask me, like, you know, stuff. Uh, (laughs) Because I've had a weird life. Um, I got asked some stuff at that book launch. I just want you to know. Fake nails are awesome for playing washboard. (laughs) There you go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, you guys have been kind, gotta say. So
1: speaking of questions, I do have some questions
0: queued up for you, Brandy. All right, I'm ready. You, re-
1: you ready guys. to be quizzed?
0: I think, I think I'm ready.
1: So uh, people like, know the people probably know the origin story for the peculiar book club, but it you know it started with a tweet Brandy made <laughs> about uh, Oprah's book club. And wouldn't it be great if there was a book club hosted by Marticia Adams? So <laughs> I decided let's go all the way back to the origins. And this time I'm quizzing you and all the peculiars. About Oprah's book club. This is oh, called. <laughs> the quiz is called the other popular book the club. Other
0: popular, not us. Just so you guys are clear.
1: So, <laughs> peculiar, to one. join in, help Brandy out. I think these questions are pretty hard. Uh, Oprah's book club has had a massive influence on the publishing industry and has yes. been a cultural institution since 1996. What was the first book selected by the book club back in September 1996? Was it a? the book of Ruth by Jane Hamilton B. song of Solomon by Tony Morrison or C. the deep end of the ocean by Jacqueline Michard.
0: Okay. 1996. I think it's the book of Ruth. What do you guys think? Well, do I don't, I'm, I'm guessing cause I'm trying to think of when those books came out. Do you guys know? Oh, Leanne says, C. the deep end of the ocean. I tend to trust Leanne on these. This,
1: this is a very, uh, time frame appropriate photo of oprah i, I really <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I just it's the so it looks
1: throughout the years right so a good
0: 1996 bank Th- that was a weird that was a weird time period for hair i find yeah. difficult to have curly hair so leanne's the only one she's like yeah, no yeah. one else is like All right, what was your answer brandy i originally said the book of ruth but i could be way wrong
1: the answer is yes the deep oh
0: go leanne, leanne. Oh, those yeah. that's actually the
1: reverse order so the deep end was first song of solomon okay. Tony was second and then the book of ruth was the third Bonnie
0: book. chimed in uh so again there's a little bit of a lag when it comes to getting the comments from you guys but uh bonnie had bonnie clocked that too so bonnie we'll give bonnie credit bonnie. bonnie gets a point okay.
1: all right bonnie and yeah. leanne get points all right question number two author kathleen rooney describes oprah's influence to sell books as anywhere from 20 to 100 times that of any other media personality what was the top-selling book in the history of Oprah's Book Club? Now, I will say this is this is a number of copies, and this was uh, I think like there was very limited data, so they didn't have da- sales data on like the early '90s books or the mid '90s books. So this is like up until 2011. Okay, I think this is so. Yeah. So, well,
0: so the funny it, thing about this,
1: a new Earth. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. By Tolle. Is it B, A Million Little Pieces by James Frey or C, Night by Ellie Weissel? So funny Weissel?
0: story, funny story, man, because Lady Paws, who's not down here right now, he read A Million Little Pieces, a, L- a Million Little Pieces. And, you know, there was a big kerfuffle about that. There was a
1: huge kerfuffle about that. Yeah,
0: yes, because uh, he pretended it was um, an autobiographical story. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fiction um but it was very popular at the time so that is a contender uh some of you have said c
1: yes i read amanda there
0: uh ryan says not c please not c (laughs) leanne says b yeah so i because the million little pieces pops into my head as being such a big deal um Mm. yeah the lag seems extra tonight amanda i know i agree with you i don't know why it's being like that i
1: told you i'm, I'm gonna... exhausted these babies are just oh I'm
0: telling you i'm gonna go with b a million little pieces
1: the answer is a a ah. new earth which sold at the time of this data was over three million copies uh, i think now it's over six million copies uh, i would get... like
0: someone to to buy three million copies of my book that would be <laughs> nice That'd be nice <laughs>
1: All right, question uh, question number three. Oprah's Book Club has introduced the world to many obscure titles and lesser-known authors. She even conducted the first television interview with this famously reclusive author after his book was awarded the t- 2007 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. Is it A. Jeffrey Eugenides? Eugene?
0: I don't know, but it's probably him because if my last name sounded yeah. like Eugenics, I might be a recluse too.
1: B. Anita Shreve? Or C, Cormac McCarthy. Which
0: one? <laughs>
1: author? Oh, they're so reclusive. That's probably why you don't know them. I went with a different look for Oprah on this photo.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I remember that one more. Okay, so now I'm getting people's letters, but I don't know if it's for this question or the previous question.
1: <laughs> hmm. I think Amanda's was the previous question. Uh, right. Leanne's guessing hmm. C. Be-
0: Cormac McCarthy, Anita Shreve... Literally, can you imagine your last name being like eugenicide? I mean eugenonides I mean Eugen, <laughs> Eugen- yeah, everyone,
1: uh, Jeffrey, not once in his entire school career has anyone ever teacher ever said his name right on the first day. No, school.
0: I'm sure. I mean that happens to me too, actually. Yeah, you know?
1: that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Skill- it's actually <laughs> that's how I would sound it out, and then I'm like, well, that can't be right, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Right. Ryan I think Leanne was on C.
0: Yeah, I think you know I'm going with yeah. eugenicide. Did you, did you, yeah, now I'm saying it by accident. You you, j- you
1: Jeff. denied Jeff. I'm gonna Jeff. 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 The answer is C
0: Cormac, McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy. Oh, yeah, There we go. Very well go.
1: Very good. I feel
0: like we have it we owe it to Jeff to figure out how to pronounce that. Somebody look up the pronunciation, please. <laughs> I want to do this right.
1: So there you go. There's some fun facts about the the other book club that people the may
0: have. Bonnie said the swarm of people in store post. Oprah book club announcements was something to see for sure. Oh, they're saying she's like, hey, Lady Paws, we'll say hey. hey.
1: Oh, uh, Amanda's helping us out there.
0: Oh, Eugen- thank you. Je- Eugenides. Eugenides. That is not what I would have. Yes, Eugenides. Jeffrey Eugenides, if you're out there, I'm sorry I mispronounced your name. It happens to me all the
1: time. <laughs> Abigail says, pronounce it like you're an ancient Greek. Ancient
0: Greek. <laughs> eugenity. No, Eugenides. Eugenides. There. That sounds. You're right. That sounds better. Uh,
1: they're oh, right oh. about the, the influence. So what I was reading about Over's Book Club is that, yeah, there would be this weird. It would hurt the rest of the publishing industry. So right. the sales for that book would skyrocket. But then like mystery novels and romance novels would all like have like oh. this 12 week bottoming out period before they would bounce back up.
0: Sad. Sadness. Yeah. I, I don't actually know. I have not yet seen. Uh, today is the first day that they tell us what our sales figures are like. So I will find out tomorrow from my agent. I have no idea how well we've done for my book. No idea. No idea at all.
1: <laughs> so you're saying there's still time to get it in tonight. There's still time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just it's it's a it's such a crapshoot. Um, You never really know how things are going to do at all. I um, mean, I think that there's I, I do think that uh, mystery novels and, and genre fiction in general has what they call a longer tail. Um, you did nail that quiz, Amanda. You were right. Look at that. Linda says she could rant for a long time about the effect of... I just over- bought three million copies. You just bought three million copies? Oh, bless you. <laughs> so kind of you. I wish we had that kind of... If we had that kind of money, I wouldn't need you to sell. I wouldn't need to sell three million copies, Mark. We would. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> You had three million copies, just yeah. Um, we would be in Punta Cana or something. Oh, speaking of which, at our next show, I will be in Punta Cana, so I hope to give you guys better backdrop photos. <laughs> Did we do that together? That was really good. It yeah. was like we planned it. Um, yeah. So, oh wait. As a big mystery reader, I've seen Ardmore floating around in discussions a lot. So, oh, good, good. Yeah, I, I hope so, nice. you guys, for real it, it yeah, was... what's
1: your what's your shorthand for the book so we're all in the, so we're all speaking the same language what do you what do you I, use as i've been shorthand?
0: calling it framed women but i have to be honest with you so the there's i have an instagram account called at netherlay where i show you some of the because i do artwork for it um which people might not know and netherlay was going to be the title of the book if you've read the book you know why that's an important word and my agent was like uh that doesn't mean anything. And I was like it's really important to the book and she's like no one's going to know what that means. <laughs> so, so she picked the title. I think it's a good one though. Say so he uh, says Ryan and I listened together on a road trip and there were so many times one or the other of us was like that sounds just like I you're right. The the actress they chose sounds really weirdly like me except I think I do men better than her. So okay, no
1: no spoilers for those of you who read it. No spoilers, but I'm curious you know, did you? Did Brandy keep you guessing all the way to the end? Yeah. How many? I'm curious. Yeah.
0: I heard one reviewer say, like, "Oh, I got it as soon as I they they like got it super early," and I was like, "Really? <laughs> I thought it was quite sneaky." Because
1: that is the fun part. I mean, that's gotta be the challenge, right? For you is like it is. I don't want to be so sneaky that I completely lose people. They're like, well, "That person can't be the murderer." What? What?
0: Yeah, I wanted it to be figure figure outable, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's. You know, and I'm doing the sequel. The sequel is very different in the sense that sometimes you don't know who the murderer is. Sometimes you have a good idea, but you also do not at all know how it happened. So there's like different ways that a a mystery can can come out. So it's good. Sarika giving us some pronunciation details too. there. I just hate for him to see this at some point, which he won't. But if he did to be like, wow, they butchered that. I want us to make sure we do it right at the end. <laughs> you know, for posterity. So are there any last crazy question? I, you know, I feel like they were all so kind, Davey. Nobody asked but, us like the color of our underwear or, you know, anything like that. Said anything. But yeah, they're very, a very pleasant conversation tonight. It was Oh, Linda says, yes, I guessed about redacted. <laughs> good, good. It's supposed to be outable. You should be able to read it. The clues are there. They meant to be small. There are some clues actually in the cover art, which is kind of fun.
1: I think it was the last mystery book we read. Was that rain? Was that the last fiction? Yeah, we I think did? it was. Yeah. yeah. I remember that was a fun, that was a fun twist at the end. That got really twisted up.
0: Yeah. Um. The, um. the next one we're doing, I think is by Mariah Dong, the liar, dreamer, faith, which is not exactly a mystery, but is it's, it's kind of a, it crosses a couple of genres. Leanne asks, what's the funniest thing that happened in the green room?
1: Gosh, that's I oh boy, boy. Yeah. Those, those, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably had to do with Lindsay. <laughs> I feel like it must have done.
1: I mean, we have fun conversations with the authors to kind of get them, you know, loosen them up a little bit before the show. But th- honestly, those conversations are fleeting. I have no they are
0: they go really really fast. Yeah. But um, but Lindsay's always really funny because she always has such an interestingly staged. Area depending on what book she's writing so there's like a skull or a crow or a something, and so that's always we spend half the time being like, what's that? What's that? What's that?
1: There also is I'm not I'm not gonna lie. There also is the little bit of like not tension in the air, but there is this like you know you have to keep the conversation like there's a countdown clock that we see on Streamyards that lets us know like right to seven o'clock, and it's like. Okay, I gotta keep the conversation going for like three more minutes. Like, how much longer do I have to entertain Mary Roach before the show starts? You know what I mean? There is that little tension. It's I guess, a little bit it
0: depends show. on who you're who you're with too. I mean, like <clears throat> some people who've done this a couple of times, like they're they're old hats at it or whatever. But um, but some people get really nervous. And I don't know why, because you guys are great and you guys are really nice, and no one could possibly be weirder than us. So I feel like you're gonna look good and normal by comparison. Um, before we leave, I do need to tell you what this is about. So If you watched Queens of Mystery, which I think was on Prime, really, really adorable British mystery, very based in books, very much about book authors. The detective has three aunts. Each of the three aunts is a mystery writer, and they keep trying to help her solve cases much against her will. But it's very charming. And in one of them, one of the aunts who owns a bookstore, a mystery bookstore, of course, my dream job, has this brooch. And the brooch ends up being part of the mystery in the show, and I happen to know the, de- the the detect the the actor who plays the detective on that show, and so I contacted him. Oh, it's so good! Good, you've seen it. So some of you have seen it, yes. So you recognize this, Abigail. Um, so I contacted the detective on the show, uh, and I was like, "Okay, Martin, you got to help me out here. This is it's so cool. I want this brooch really badly. You have to help me." So he gets me in touch with the costume designer. or... Er, I think I ultimately end up with the costume designer. Costume designer is like, I didn't make it. Um, I bought it from a designer on Etsy, and I was like, what designer? So I contacted the designer. She's like, oh, I, I that was a one off. You know, I only made one, and it was for the show. And I was like, I need another one. And so she specially made me, uh, the duplicate. And it is a, it's a, it's a supposed to be a um, snow leopard's oh, so. eye. There we go. So, there you go. So there you go.
1: (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) Very cool. I don't have any cool accessories. Sorry for those listening on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Sharika is having trouble spelling. And trust me, we're all good with it. We, We get where you're coming from and you are okay. It is very late for you, and I'm so glad that you're here, even though it is very late for you. Um, we will all send good wishes to Lindsay, who I know is uh, dealing with some stuff. She posted on Facebook about what's been going on with her, and she was really, really sorry. She felt really bad. She was literally like, oh, maybe I should just do it. I was like, honey, we love you. It's fine. She'll be back on another time. So I'm really glad we got to do this AMA tonight with all of you, and it was super fun. Um, Davy, you do have to tell us about the bobblehead dolls.
1: Oh, sure, yeah, the bobbleheads. Um, I you know, it's one of those things as a kid, you grow up as a sports fan as a kid, and like bobbleheads are like, I don't know, something about them. It's like the best <laughs> giveaway. I don't know. So, uh, actually, this is uh, the guy, the guy I work for, the, the talk show that I did, Les That's Levine. It, this god, is his bobblehead. Is yeah.
0: bobblehead. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, where it all began, and you have it right behind you. This is, this is me, uh, me playing saxophone. By the way, you have not done that for us in a while. I think it's time. I haven't. I've been, I was waiting for a reason. And, (laughs) um,
1: yeah, it's been, I'll find a sketch. I'll find a book that fits. Uh, A friend found this for me. It's a very old, like bank, California raisins. I was obsessed with the California raisins as a kid, but fun story. My parents got tickets to California raisins live on ice. And I was probably five years old, maybe yeah front row seats because they knew i love the california raisins and when they came out i cried my eyes out and i couldn't look i couldn't five-year-old it was like too much for my brain to process like like, raisins shouldn't be this big like i don't i just like five-year-old me just completely shut down i don't think i saw a second of it
0: oh no yeah
1: know, that happened baseball players back here maggie just got me some new ninja turtle action figures i mean I, I you know what i love the Ninja the Turtles. that was stuff, like one
0: of my favorite cartoons ninja turtles and the x-men i would sit and watch the ninja turtles and the x-men
1: you know the x-men are coming back i do You're i'm rooting I'm really, it yeah it's yeah back. it's
0: be very interesting i've seen all the animated batmans as well so it's funny because i can't watch movies but for some reason i can watch stuff like that with no problem yep who knows
1: yeah, I don't know. Bobbleheads are just when you're a sports fan, like baseball cards and bobbleheads, those are like the two fun things to collect.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I collect uh Lady Paws. I got him. <laughs> He's the only one I've got, but I just haven't found any more. I think it might be one healing. of a kind.
1: One of a kind. <laughs> of a kind that's yeah thank that's you what you have having your shelf i have a lady pause on my shelf
0: look here <laughs> um it was so good to see all of you here and to have ama with you thank you for being here thank you for being part of it we love you for being part of a place where if you're weird <laughs> your family
1: <laughs> you got family. The-